0: Two Jack Bros.
1: Two Jack Bros. Welcome back to Two Jack Bros, and if it is your first time, thank you, welcome to you as well, and thank you for giving us a shot, I am Sydney, I am sitting next to world champion Ansley, Hello. and today our guest is none other than the Shane O'Connor, hey everybody, what is up?
2: Uh, just chilling, you know, another lovely Sunday,
1: alright, um, don't be doxing people about the days that I record.
2: Oh, it could be any day of the week. Every every day is good if it ends in Y.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and uh, of course, you can catch Shane January 12th at his uh, Best in Show at the Underground Arts in Philadelphia. What is that?
2: Uh, It's going to be a stand-up showcase. We're bringing down uh, Daniel Simonson from New York. He's a really funny dude from Norway. And Mm. uh, we're going to have some other Philly local people. It'll be a good old time.
1: Hell yeah. So check him out for that. And uh, all right, Shane, do you know what we do on this podcast?
2: I've heard there's some some chakra talk.
1: Okay. You have a good idea. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, You signed up for this. All right, ready? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So basically the premise of this podcast, Shane, is to prove that you can have pretty much any type of sense of humor and still reach a higher consciousness or enlightenment. Right? You don't have to be a dweeb (laughs) to open up those chakras. Um, normally we get a person on here that's not a dweeb. <laughs> it's
2: honor I'm an honor to be the first dweeb. We'll yeah. First. <laughs> but no,
1: so this is uh we take our guests who today would be you through the process of enlightenment so that our listeners and then Ansley and myself can laugh our way to a higher consciousness while you do all the hard work.
2: All right. All right. I'm here to serve.
3: Yes. Nice.
2: This
1: blue collar shame. Yes. Do <laughs> <laughs> the work. Yes, Shane. Uh, so, uh, Ansley, let's get started.
3: So Shane, what situation or event did you learn the most information from?
2: Um, you know, probably my first job. My first job, I had a really hard time getting a job uh, for whatever reason. Every grocery store would turn me down, but <laughs> then uh, I got a job at Sears at the mall. Yeah. And I just had never really, you know, worked or interacted with people on a grand scale. And you kind of learn a lot about yourself. And I think I found out I was, I'm pretty easy going. <laughs> My coworkers workers would get a lot of stress. There'd be a lot of yelling at customers, but mm-hmm. uh, I would just kind of lay low and take care of the, the home, home goods section best I could. And uh, yeah, it was just a weird time. It was like... 40 hours a week, my whole summer, just at Sears openings. Nobody knows Sears opens at 7 a.m. Yeah. So I'm there at 7 a.m., just sitting there. <laughs> you get yelled at for leaning on the counter. So I'm just like constantly folding stuff. And it was just a weird time in my life when I think back to it.
1: Well, uh, let me, I'm going to go back a second and talk about why you maybe weren't getting these jobs at grocery
2: stores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it flummoxes me to this day. I applied to Wegmans maybe 18 times. <laughs> and didn't get in. And yeah, like I just wanted to be a cart wrangler or something to get eight. They wouldn't even hour. let you wrangle. Never carts. even interviewed. You didn't I get never, an interview? I never got an interview at Wegmans. And wow. they you ha- couldn't get
1: past the application process.
2: They hired a guy to wrangle carts who got uh, kicked out of school for selling pot. And mm. I was just couldn't even get an interview. And, I got,
1: <laughs> yeah. and that should say something about white privilege because I think you have maybe the whitest name. Yeah,
2: I mean, if you can't trust an Irish guy to push around carts in a parking lot, what, yeah. what, what, what has it all been for?
1: If, if you see an application, you see the name Shane O'Connor in like, next.
3: <laughs> was Wegmans the only grocery store that you wanted to work at?
2: You know, it was right next to the high school, so it would have been really convenient just to walk over there after school yeah. and work. And it had just opened, so it's like they're hiring everybody in town. <laughs> Except Shane. Except me. Dude,
1: honestly, yeah. your name might be too ethnically
2: Irish. Yeah, they think I might be drinking on the job or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, we parsed that out. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, I was like, maybe he didn't have enough energy in the interview process. Yeah. But he wasn't That's even cool. making it to the interviews.
3: No.
2: I feel, I feel like I, back then I was given a lot of just nervous teen energy because I was- like, In your oh. application. Yeah, in, right. <laughs> well, applications There's like- Squiggly lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dog walking. I water my neighbor's plants. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I finally got an interview at Acme, Oh uh, and I was like, you know, a step down from Wegman's, sure. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, like my friend's mom worked there, still couldn't get the job. Still couldn't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get, get nepotism into, to Man, Acme. Yeah.
3: into Acme. Yeah. Wow. But Sears took you.
2: Yeah. And then I only found out Sears took me because the guy who interviewed me it was his last day. And and he had to, like, uh, and we talked, he, to, he gave them a shame. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he like, he tried he to take Sears down on its way out by hiring
2: Shane. <laughs> he took, we talked about golf for the whole half hour, and I was like, Oh, this is the best job interview I've ever had. And then I was like, Where's Ryan? And he's like, hey, That was his last day when he hired you. And then my manager was out on vacation, and he came back. He's like, Why'd they hire you? And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That other manager gave Sears a big "fuck you" on his way yeah. out.
2: <laughs> okay,
1: yeah. so you're in Sears, yeah. and this is your first time interacting with people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you're getting there at seven o'clock in the morning, and you say like, people don't even know Sears is open, but that's not true because old people know that Sears is open in the morning. Yeah, and they walk around with their little newspaper clippings and coupons, <laughs> and they demand things.
2: Oh yeah. So how
1: was so how was that how how is your interaction with old people, and what did you learn from that?
2: Um, you know I learned a good amount because I never really had old people in my life before that like I never mm. had grandparents or anything so it was like oh yeah I'm just talking old people are just people you know they're, yeah. just, they're just tired and uh,
1: <laughs> they just want gold toe socks
2: yeah they want gold toe socks and they want to know where Land's End is because everybody comes to Sears for Land's End it's like uh, I don't know blue collar Patagonia or something I don't know <laughs> <laughs> they want their fleece and it's always like around the corner from where I work so it's uh. like, that's the only time people came to Sears was to get and stuff that is only sold at Sears, Land's End, okay, backpacks and stuff.
1: So uh, this is your early morning, you're dealing with the old people, you're walking them around, showing them where Land's End did, uh, giving them the discount on Gold Toe socks. Uh, lunch break,
2: what are we doing? Uh, we're going straight to the food court. Okay. Uh, if, it's, if I don't have a lot of time, I'll go to food court. I'm friends with the Sbarro guy. He's giving me free breadsticks. Not he's, bad. That was a good hookup. Uh, if it was a longer day, I would drive across the street to Wendy's and eat Wendy's in my car. Mm. And uh, those are yeah, peaceful time. Looking back, just <laughs> okay. wandering around in khakis and a black polo shirt, <laughs> like eating like orange Julius and Savaro. And then they got rid of the McDonald's. That was a really sad day. That's kind of when the writing was on the wall. I was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Taking out McDonald's from the food court.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's uh, that's a quick lunch.
2: Yeah, you get thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah.
1: So. Uh are you friends with any of your coworkers?
2: Kind of. I was the only white cashier for a long time. Uh so mm. I was
1: You were working at a I am sick of all these white people at this job Sears.
2: Uh kind of. Yeah, but it was in like a <laughs> it's in like a white area though. It's confusing. Yeah, yeah but um yeah, so there'd be some some tension there sometimes because it was very competitive uh the only way they measured how good you were was how many credit card applications you could get so it's like how many customers could you trick into signing up for a sears credit card Mm. yeah so, like, one time this lady was, uh, her name was Diara, and I would always page uh, di- Diarrhea. To, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, Diarrhea to men's, Diarrhea to men's, and she would get upset. And, uh, <laughs> but then, so you would just, like, kind of sweet talk people when they're, when they're shopping and be like, oh, hey, like, I'll be at the register if you need anything. i get you to save you some money, get in this terrible credit card. It's like 35% interest or Duh. whatever. And she, one time she went on break, and I covered her her. Station. The guy comes and applies for a credit card. Right as she's clocking back in, and she came over and she shoved me aside. <laughs> she's like, "That's my credit card application." I was like, "You're on break." Get out of here. You got, fought a diara over her credit card application. She was she was giving me the, the the business. I was kind of just feeling like I don't care. Just take it, take it. She was so mad at me. Okay, okay. So and you, then, right. But then our manager came over. And was like, "You can't be screaming at each other in the in the in the cash wrap." <laughs> like,
1: were you like, we were screaming at each other? <laughs> I think we all know who was doing the scream. Yeah. yeah yeah read the name
2: tags yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm getting beat up over here over uh, did she, she put hands on you yeah she gave me a big two-handed shove and like like kind of the hip check as if for good <laughs> measure and like did
1: yeah. any of her press on nails pop off <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> i I'm, did
2: so she was about to start taking the hoop earrings out and i was like oh, i gotta <laughs> got get out of here but yeah. um yeah that was when i knew i was like this is kind of a high stress for 725 an
1: hour <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. First of all, I'd like to apologize to any potential diaras out there for my <laughs> interpretation of a diar. I apologize. <laughs> I'm just being silly. <laughs> I'm sorry. But am I accurate?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was a lot. It was just kind of a because the manager guy, he was like um He's kind of like Guy, Guy Fieri hair, but all black and then like yeah. big earrings. And he drove, he drove like a souped up um, Scion, you know, and yeah. he's always talking about a Scion all the time. <laughs> and then he'd either talk about a Scion or yell at you for not tricking immigrants into signing up for credit cards. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that was just the whole summer I spent doing that. You just
3: that. dreamed of Wegmans the whole time you were there. <laughs> like. oh I
2: was like, what do oh. I would do just to be pushing a, a grocery cart, right? Now. Yeah. free samples. <laughs> yeah.
3: Just eating
1: all day. Yeah. God. But I don't have to like scream fight a diara, and honestly, <laughs> the only reason why Shane was screaming is because he had to be louder than the sound of her bracelets jingling.
2: <laughs> and I talk, I talked like this even then, so it's like hard for yeah. me to raise my voice. I'm like, oh, please stop, I can't. <laughs> Enough.
1: <laughs> okay, so if you had to, uh, oh, oh, clocking out, like said, so now you're leaving. Now you're at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Like when? It, like like tell me about like the busy time. You're dealing with people because. Uh, I would imagine that most of the people that you learn how to deal with are the customers.
2: Yeah. So uh, I always call everybody ma'am and sir. I'm like ma'am, can I help you? Or and then people get really upset sometimes when you call them ma'am
3: because mm-hmm. it made them feel old. Yeah,
2: but I'm like, I'm not gonna say miss. Uh, miss feels like weird. So I just feel like I'm, I'm, I, I just wish they could tell I'm just trying to be polite. And I'm like, yeah, here's you can go over here. Like I'll do that return for you. Like let me hold this while you yeah. go shop or something. <laughs> and I'm like getting flack. And then uh, people. Uh, get mad about the credit cards when you have to trick them into signing up for the credit cards. <laughs> yeah, so that was bad. And then, uh, yeah, people on layaway would always be kind of bummed. They like they'd always try to be on the slide. Or like, yeah, I'm paying off layaway, and I was like, it's no shame in layaway. Layaway's beautiful. Like, you just get your stuff later. And uh, yeah, I don't know. it was just like a lot of like navigating stuff that I'd never been experienced to.
1: Do you often have people uh, not understand that you're trying to be polite? Like, do you choose the wrong words in a polite tone often?
2: uh kind of yeah <laughs> yeah it's like the it's either the wrong tone the wrong tone or, or the wrong words or i mumble really bad and i'm just like i'm like oh, i'm smiling though so this will this will cancel yeah. it out but it does oftentimes <laughs> it does makes it look <laughs> creepy <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right and i'm wearing dockers this whole time for the record <laughs>
1: yeah all right so and now uh you're, now you're end of the night Mm-hmm. We're just going through a a day in the life of retail. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Shane, I was a retail monster. I lived. I was. I worked retail yeah. a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I I, I kind of know the layout. I know the landscape. I know the diaris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, this, the managers you're describing. I yeah. know all these guys, right? But end of the night, what's going on?
2: Uh, I'm I'm remarkably tired from standing all day and getting yelled at when leaning on stuff. So then my feet hurt and. I just kind of hang up the lanyard on the hook and uh, like clock out. One time I was clocking out and someone was trying to steal stuff, Mm -hmm. and they they were running through the back of the store with like this jewelry they grabbed, and the big sliding door they whammed it, which is right next to the timeout the computer and I just got bonked in the head as I'm clocking out and I was like this is a, the longest day of my life Wait, so
1: as he was running out he accidentally bonked you?
2: Yeah like the guy didn't know that like the the, the clocking out computer is like right there and he's running away from the laws prevention guy and, and just like through the back <laughs> of the store and I'm just like I'm about to like walk away and I just get slapped on the head with the door and I was like what's going on and the guy's like get him and I'm like I don't know what's happening You're, I'm yeah. not kidding I'm not on the clock anymore I leave me alone
1: uh, as, as a person who worked in retail a lot it sounds like you were one of the most in-the-way employees <laughs> ever in a retail store.
2: Yeah, it's just bad. Wrong time, wrong place a lot of the time, yeah. you know. It's, uh, but that, those early mornings, those are the peaceful times. I do like a crossword puzzle or something. You never would have made it at Wegmans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are clearly not Wakeman's material. I don't know what you were yeah. putting on that application.
2: Oh, wait. I ended up working at a grocery store. You guys might know it. Redner's? You're familiar with oh, Redner's yeah. warehouse that's, markets? That's my area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, it was the southernmost Redner's. It was in uh, Lionville, Pennsylvania. Okay. And I got a job there. And they were like, oh, what would you make at Sears? And I said, seven twenty five dollars 25 And they're like, we can do 7 And I was like, "That that's the best news I've ever gotten. Let's, yeah. Let's <laughs> do it. And we, had to, we were in a trailer in the parking lot because the store is still getting built. And I had to do a drug test where like suck on that sponge. You ever mm-hmm. done that one? No.
1: Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. No, I never sucked on a sponge. I think you were being pranked. <laughs>
2: she's like, she's like, hold this in your mouth for thirty seconds. They
1: gave, they gave him LSD. <laughs> yeah. Really? They were like, suck on up suck on the sponge and then do stuff. <laughs> In a trailer in the parking yeah, lot yeah. it's,
3: it's fine <laughs> Things, I'll, Everybody do for, things I'll do for an extra
2: quarter yeah. of an hour Yeah,
1: How about you suck on a sponge And let's listen to Ween <laughs> 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 Alright so you sucked on a sponge yeah. <laughs> And then How did Redners go
2: uh, pretty good, uh, except I'm bad at counting money. So I would often get yelled at and go on cash control. Dude,
1: I was going to ask him about his drawers. Yeah. Because yeah. he didn't mention his drawers once. Because you, you have to open up, you have to counter drawer, make sure there's $150 in it. Yeah. And uh, sometimes, some stores, when you go on break, you have to monitor your drawer and then monitor it when you come back from break. Mm. And then at the end of the night, you have to counter drawer out, take 150 put it back in a drawer, and then put the profits in another thing. He didn't mention that once
3: yeah
2: i honestly don't remember doing it at sears i think we had one guy come around and do everybody's drawers at sears some places are like that but at redner's it was like you said you got to do it at your break you got to do it at the end of the shift and i think I, i kept getting tricked by people who would do like that that change trick
1: yeah like something was like uh Five dollars and 35 cents, and they give you seven dollars and 35 cents, and you're like, What am I doing here? Yeah, I don't <laughs> or, know, it. or or they'll give you like, uh or to be something obscure, and they just want a quarterback, so yeah. they give you like,
2: Yeah, I don't know, it's just like people tricking me for like $50, and I was like, Why are you doing this? Like, go work. Wait, how are people <laughs>
1: using change to trick you for $50? Please, explain. <laughs> I don't remember, <laughs> I just remember getting in trouble all the time. The <laughs>
2: It got so bad that they just put me. I was the only person old enough to sell cigarettes out of the cashiers, so they just put me on the cigarette register, like over on the side, and people only really came there to sell cigarettes or buy cigarettes. And uh, they're like, "Just go stand over there and stay out of this," or put me on self checkout where I wouldn't have to do any drawers. I'd just like hit the button when people would mess up. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, I was just I get in trouble a lot. Shame I don't know why. it it
1: it doesn't it doesn't sound like it went well <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean. And, not for renters, anyway, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, they, they lost eight dollars a shift because so, <laughs> of me being unable to count good. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah, now it's closed and it's a tractor supply company now.
1: All right, but they were on their way to that anyway. Yeah, that location was Sucking on sponges a... in a trailer <laughs> in a parking lot. All right, yeah. so. Okay. Now you're so what if you had to distill right in a sentence? This is a tagline. Mm-hmm. What you. Learn from that experience of your first job and where you learned the most information, what would you say that would be?
2: Uh, hmm. I think you got to be prepared to, to kind of eat, eat shit to to make an, uh, something successful, I think. like Not that Sears was Are successful. you talking to Sears right now? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I feel like people just whine a lot. and I'm like, yeah, hey, if you just keep your head down, you get yeah. your money, get out of there. Yeah, Sears,
1: sometimes weird. you're going to have to hire a few
2: shades before you <laughs> really come across some good employees. It's not my fault they filed for Chapter 11 right after I left. I think
3: that's, that's... <laughs> He's ending business. He was you decimating you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: he is an albatross for chain businesses Yeah I'm like
2: a mole <laughs>
1: <laughs> But yeah so you gotta have to eat a lot of shit
2: Yeah to kind of just You go along to get along kind of thing
1: Okay Alright I think this is going to be an interesting episode Yeah <laughs> um, I'm ready You Yeah you uh-huh. ready for this uh-huh. Alright Shane first of all thank you for sharing that no problem. Um, And from this point on What we're going to do is open up your chakras From the bottom chakra up Okay the bottom chakra is located in your butthole. Are you okay with that? Yeah, all out. Okay. That's consent. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Ace, let's
2: get it. You, got, right. you got a sponge. <laughs> <laughs>
3: all right. Uh, Shane, how did you learn to overcome fear?
2: Uh, what if I haven't yet? Am I not? I might have not. Ooh, this one might be blocked for good. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: how do you? What do you? What do, How do you deal with fear when it when it presents itself?
2: Um, I usually have to, you know, s- step back a little bit and think about it, and then try to do it. I think a lot of times in before the last recent years, I'd kind of just run away or something. But now I'm like, oh, you gotta you gotta do it eventually. You gotta confront this or do that. And uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, I got a little better at it, but. I think uh, you just kind of have to stop worrying or being like about not not that you don't think about the consequences, but that you should uh, kind of like whatever happens happens. You got it, but you got to overcome it. That sounded a little bullshitty. I don't know. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's
1: like we're, you're talking you're talking through this as you're thinking about it, so we yeah uh, we get that. Everybody gets that. Um. So. Uh, do you have another question?
3: Well, I always wonder with comedians, like, you know, public speaking is Mm. definitely like for most people, one of the biggest fear based activities and like you guys get up there and do it, you know, often. So is that some, like, is public speaking, was that become a comedian? Was that a fear that you had to overcome?
2: yeah definitely in front of people i was super like on stage i was really nervous for probably two years or so uh, i'm just like shaking a lot and forgetting words and babbling but um uh, yeah now i think i've overcome it to a, a good enough degree that i'm not putting my pants on stage anymore or getting like really worried when i bomb really hard or something um before i used to just like bomb really hard and then go walk through the night for like hours until i felt better <laughs> enough to go to like go to bed um but yeah public speaking i think is definitely something i've overcome
1: now uh i'm trying to ask this in a way that doesn't sound like a sick burn (laughs) (laughs) but how do you deal with potentially if it ever happens bombing now
2: um kind of just on to the next one kind of thing it's like i try to take away what i can from it like uh, Mm -hmm. i did a show for six people two weeks ago and you know didn't go great so (laughs) I was like, hey, you know what? It's two of the six people were laughing some of the jokes, so it's okay. But if you get like a full crowd and you do your what you think is going to go well and you eat it, that one hurts a little more. Yeah. It's that's like that's, a, that's 60 people rejecting you on stuff that should have worked, kind of. But uh, sometimes it's not your night.
1: Okay. And uh, so can you remember a time in your life and it doesn't have anything to do, with, it doesn't have to have anything to do with comedy, of course, but any time from birth till now, can you remember a time in your life when you were the most scared?
2: Um, I'm really scared of heights. Mm-hmm. So that's happened a lot. <laughs> Even recently I was rock climbing and I'd done the bouldering, which is not super high, but then I was doing the one where you're on the rope and the wall gets really high Mm -hmm. and I was like this is terrible this is the worst thing I've ever done and I looked down and I was like oh this is like a movie you can't look down yeah and I was kind of like frozen on there and then the only option is either to climb back down or you like let yourself go and the the auto rope will like take you down. But that's terrifying also because you just have to literally like let go off the wall and like fall.
1: Yeah. And trust the machine.
2: Yeah. Trust in a machine. I can't do that. And it's like, it was just, it was like a really rough day. I was like, I didn't think I was that afraid of heights anymore as an adult, but I'm still a little baby boy inside him.
1: Yeah. How high? How high?
2: Uh, it was probably about 30 feet i guess that you were
1: at 30 feet when you
2: were like oh yeah when uh, when the pp started trickling down the leg it was about 30 okay
1: so where do you think your threshold for height is like how high are we how high can we comfortably get you and still have fun maybe like 12 feet all right
3: yeah (laughs) it's not bad
1: yeah i don't think we really party much over 10
3: no, no, you really shouldn't. Yeah. You gotta be safe above that height. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: 10 feet where you dunk, and that's the highest i go. Yeah. I think that's basically our party limit.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what, what about, um, how do you deal with confrontation? Like, like how, how how fearful was that Diara fight?
2: Um, that was bad, yeah. I don't, yeah, I didn't really start confronting people until recently. Now, now I'm like, ah, this has to happen, or else it's gonna be just this weird... Un- uh, underlying feeling with people unless you clear the air kind of thing. But yeah, with that, I was just like, okay, I'm going to go hide in the corner and then hopefully we won't have another ship together for two or three days and everything will cool down. But, uh, yeah, the back then it was just like, I don't want to confront anybody, like do whatever you want. I'll just be over here nodding. <laughs> well,
1: how do you confront people now? Like what is your, what's your method?
2: Um, just try to like, uh, I think first you got to realize how you feel and then, try to try to figure out the best way to like communicate that. So if it's like a text message or be like, Hey, can we talk about this tomorrow or something? just, uh, try to make sure you know what you want to say before you go confronting instead of just being like, Oh man, I gotta go yell at this person or something.
3: Have you found that when you have confronted people that things have turned out maybe even better than you thought it was going to be? Or has anybody like blown Ye- up? In um, turn?
2: yeah, I think it, it's gone either way. Like it'll be like, Oh, Thanks for saying that. I'm happy you said that. And some people were like, I can't believe you said that. And I was like, Well, yeah. I thought it's like I can't not say it though. It'll just eat away at me or you or both of us. So. Mm. Um, I'm talking about ladies now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a. Okay. <laughs> I
2: think for the most part, right. it's probably yeah. Three out of five conversations are with some lady over something. <laughs> but, uh Yeah. There's some. There's some dude confrontations in there. Sure.
1: All right. Well, a lot of Mac like ladies. <laughs> So but uh, let's just uh, I think that's good for fear. that's yeah. good. We got yeah. a lot got a lot out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane hasn't necessarily overcome fear, but nobody really ever no. does. <laughs> it's uh, what do you do to overcome fear when it occurs? Is kind of what the question is. And we found out that Shane needs to take a moment.
3: <laughs> Walk the city streets, Walk the city streets.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty sick. Yeah. What I, soundtrack I, is playing in your head when you're walking, or do you listen to actual music?
2: I would. I tried putting on music, and then nothing felt right. So I was just like, it has to be silent, <laughs> or it'll okay. be like some real punk rock loud stuff. Where I'm like, can't just the think, music of the city. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to just bomb at Raven, and then walk back to Drexel for like every Thursday for a couple months, and it would just be like bombing, and I'm just angrily walking for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's like just walking in circles until I'm like cooled down enough to go go to bed. All
1: right. All right, well, well, we'll call that a fear chakra unlocked. Yes. Ace, keep it moving.
3: All right, so Shane, this is your pelvis chakra. Mm-hmm. So it's a little segment we like to call my bad. So it's an opportunity for you to apologize to a person, place, or thing in order to set your karma back to neutral.
0: Mm.
1: Um, my bad. Whoa, we just got done doing Shane's Patreon episode, which is Two Jack Bros. After Dark, and it was so much fun. Shane's shadow self is definitely something you want to get yourself into. Shane, did you have a good time? Uh,
2: Almost too good of a time, I'd say. (laughs) I agree.
1: (laughs) We reached the legal limits of fun on the Patreon. So definitely come check it out. Uh, Also, remember that $1 gets you all of our exclusive content on our Patreon, which not only includes the counter to the podcast you're watching right now, which is Two Jack Bros. After Dark, where we reached the legal limits of fun. But we also do fight commentary and analysis on Ainsley's jujitsu matches. And we're going to have one coming out a couple days after these two episodes come out. So be ready. Mm -hmm. Don't get ready. Stay ready. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to get back to this episode and find out who or what Shane has to apologize to.
2: Uh... There's this guy at work I used to shit talk a lot about. And uh, I think it it may have uh, impinged his professional reputation, but because uh, of the, it's dude, fun to shit talk it, right? The
1: most in the way employee I think I've ever <laughs> heard on this show, right? <laughs> I mean, because there's been some dude. You you gotta understand, you are competing with some in the way motherfuckers right now, <laughs> and I think you are top of the top of the heat. But okay, yeah. so you're talking shit. What what shit were you talking on this
2: man?
3: I want
1: to see if I
2: can put together um, a
3: picture what of this man like? through the shit <laughs> that he's talking. What on. what job are we at? Uh,
2: this is my you know old job uh, doing like uh, like marketing consulting. So okay. you just kind of like okay, uh, like you have clients and they have like troubles with like their emails and you help them out. And okay. Yeah, this dude is just like, you guys have email accounts. Yeah. Yeah. Heard them. <laughs> um, are you the people who like read the emails or do you leave the inbox count like really high?
3: My uh, bounce count was very high. Can both yeah. things be true?
2: <laughs> yeah. i read them and keep them. You read them and keep them? Okay. So he would do this thing where he would never open them. And then, but then he would always say, I had never, I didn't get that email. But you uh, can see him CC'd on all these emails. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you got to read the emails. Yeah. Because then you come in these meetings and they you, and you make us all look dumb. And he's yeah. like, oh, nobody at this company reads their emails. I was like, nah, just this one dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would get in like the, oh, the you'd IM. have to be with
3: like, we'd all work be in like together a meeting together. Yeah. you try to pull this.
1: Like, or or he somebody would ask a question like maybe specifically to him and he wouldn't know, or maybe he's like or he's asking questions that he should know the answer to.
2: Yeah, you know, like the- he's like more senior than I am, but I am doing like his job and my job because he forgets oh, everything. He forgets to read emails and stuff. Well,
1: yeah. and- no, I don't think he forgets to read emails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nobody likes reading emails. And he yeah. figure out a way to not.
2: But well, like, white collar workers is literally just reading emails. And it's like, you're getting paid an extravagant amount of money, I'm sure. And just read the freaking emails, dude, because I don't want to have to have these awkward meetings and then have to shit talk via IM to, like, our coworkers who are also in the meeting being like, why is his mother never read his emails, goddammit, like, all this well, stuff. Well, it sounds
3: like he had it coming. Like, you weren't shit talking I mean, You were pointing out that he was being an ass.
2: Yeah, but it's like we're all on one team, you know, so you got to, yeah. like, be a team player. But I was like, man, I'm tired of doing all the work. Yeah. And so now people, I left the company And he's still there And people are like Yo, he's, he sucks even worse now And I was like Yeah, I was doing a lot of his work hmm. But I feel bad Because, you know He was trying as best he could Probably do you think he was? Yeah Yeah, I don't know <laughs> It, it doesn't give... sound like you
1: think he was <laughs> Yeah, you just said he was
2: Yeah, I give people the benefit of the doubt I'm like hey, But I it think...
1: doesn't sound like you do <laughs> <laughs> I take take it back. Two things can't be true anymore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it kind of goes back to the Sears thing, where it's like just just grin and bear it. Like you don't want to do this stuff either, but you gotta get through it. Especially now, you're in more of a team setting than Sears. Like it's like, hey, like we need like all five of us to do this work, or the whole project's gonna go down the tubes. And it's like, so it's just like a lot of shit talk, and I'm like, I feel a little bad about it.
3: But you said you think you affected his professional career. Like he's still there. He's still getting by. But
2: he's like, according to my some of my friends are still there. Like he's like getting performance reviews and in the, in the ter- toilet and just like getting yelled at by like the higher ups and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I was, I was both shielding him from it. And also like, Eroding away the foundation of <laughs> this, is stuff. But well, I
1: haven't seen you have an example of not decimating business that you were in <laughs> so far, so yeah. that tracks.
2: Yeah, I was trying to think. This even goes back to like when I would walk dogs in the neighborhood. I'd like, oh park.
1: God, please don't, <laughs> don't. The people that listen to this love dogs, dude. No, no, it's just the dogs would be pooping in
2: the house, and I got really good at clean up dog poop because I just like I wouldn't walk them frequently. I'd walk them like every like three hours, and some dogs like they gotta go out more or something, and then. And they'll Just poop in the house. I'd be like, "All right, I gotta pick this up real quick, mm. get rid of the evidence." But I, when I'm with the dog, we're, we're hanging out for like an hour.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> I get that.
3: Yeah. yeah, you're just timing.
1: You're just like bringing down property value.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, like I had my own uh, stain removal clean bottle. I'd bring and just like there no no trace, yeah. leave no trace. I yeah, was, people never know.
1: You're like, uh, what what, what, it's like a go bag, but what is like, what do you call it when you know you're going to be a slacker worker? So you have a fucking utility belt for to deal with your what is that called? Is there a word for that? Is that a nibbling? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's what a nibbling should be. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, okay. So your apology goes out to this guy for, uh, it sounds like it's, uh, it sounds like what the apology should be for, which is, uh, it doesn't seem like the apology wasn't for this. It seems like you're trying to kind of slide it under the radar, but your apology should be for enabling this man.
2: Yeah, mm, yeah. Two sides of the coin there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I should be. I mean, I think was the. I think that was the more. Um, that was the thing that had a, a more negative impact on his life. Like the talking, the, sh- the talking shit. Yeah, I think was pointing out the obvious. But the enabling him was creating an atmosphere to talk shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the kind of being like, it's okay. Get him next meeting kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. adds up. <laughs> get him next meeting.
1: Oh, man. Uh, all right.
3: Was he, wait. I, so now I need to know what he looks like. Cause I'm oh, sorry, yeah. I'm yeah. Oh. Was he like a pudgy white guy that wore polos and khakis and tucked his polo in and had like kind of spiky hair and he was kind of loud? about his water cooler talking
1: what about his coffee situation is he coming in with like a dunkin donuts cup or like a a a cup that is his coffee cup that he uses all the time
3: maybe like a dunkin donuts like reusable you know how you can get like Uh those cups like like your wawa or your dunkin donuts that you bring each time and get your free coffee or something that's
1: the brand loyalty
3: yeah yeah yeah.
2: um you're you're four for four (laughs) (laughs) holy shit That was that was really spot on. That was crazy. Yeah, he was a loud a loud water cooler talker, had the spiky hair, you nice. know, a little fleshy, and yeah, the giant Duncan Cup. Mm.
1: Nice. Hell yeah. Wow. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> we play a game called "What He Look Like A Lot. <laughs> you get yeah, pretty you're good. Well practiced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> and I've worked at a lot of like office construction jobs that have a lot of mm. that that dude's there. He's mm. he's all over there.
1: Never reads emails.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> like he screen shared his inbox once and it said like, like, like 2,000. And I was like, come on, man. That's got to be stress. that's stressing me out. Yeah, yeah, that's war and yeah. peace right there.
3: Yeah, I've got a system. <laughs> like my emails are all, there's a lot unread, but like I read them. Poorly. But they're all, s- all partitioned a off. Yes, yeah. yes. I have a whole system.
1: <laughs> I'm old, I'm old system of unread emails. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So again, thank you for sharing that. My bad. Uh, to uh, Shane's employee, uh, former co-worker, former boss, actually. Mm-hmm. or um, Yeah, Shane's my bad. Sorry Shane enabled you to be a shitty worker. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's not there anymore to enable you, and you have to kind of be accountable for your actions. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. My bad. My bad. All right, uh, Ace, keep
2: it moving.
3: All right, Shane, we're at the gut chakra now. So how do you move past disappointment, either in yourself or in loved ones?
2: Um... Yeah, I think it goes back to giving people the benefit of that a lot. It's like, you know, they probably didn't mean it, you hope, but sometimes they do, and then you, you feel bummed. Uh, and yeah. it, it dwells forever. But, uh, yeah, I think disappointment's a feeling I usually try to avoid a lot, but now it's uh, it happens more and more, especially when you have the, the confrontations-type things we talked about earlier. You know, it, it definitely leads to some kind of... Uh, like, finite result that, well, usually somebody's going to be disappointed.
3: That's true. Because when you, if you don't confront people, you're like, oh, well, they probably didn't really mean it. Like, you can, like, excuse a lot of stuff in your head. But when you have that, like, conversation with them and they're like, no, I did it. And you're like, oh, fuck. No, I'm (laughs) really, like, you are that person.
1: Yeah. Now, when you had those confrontations (laughs) and you end up with, because, like, before you were having those confrontations, you could be at a 100% clip of, oh, well, they didn't mean it. Right? And then you can like move on at a hundred percent rate with that person amicably. But once you start actually confronting people, now you're dealing with a win loss percentage.
2: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I think it was like I would tell people stuff I've let slide and they'd be like, How did you do that? Like have, have some self respect for yourself or something and then I'm like, Yeah, just you know, it's like it's not order under the bridge kind of thing. But then looking back I'm like, Oh yeah, I should've that was crazy that I just kept that going. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. But on one side it's also like it's there they're doing the like dirty deeds. It's like they're, Mm. you know, like it's their mess. And you're just like, yeah, it was to me, but it's not personal. Mm. You know, like there's one way to look at things and be like,
1: well, that oh, you can also look at this angle too. If we're looking at uh, things from different angles, what about all the times uh, that you put your friends in a position to have to scream in your face to have some (laughs) self-respect? That's a a, a tough position as a friend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: well I would do a good job of just keeping it to myself until years had passed and then Uh, I would tell them and then be like damn man like you should have you should have done something different and I was like yeah but it's okay it was years ago now I'm not not still thinking about it (laughs) now it's
1: like because of the way you presented it now they're too broken hearted to scream at you they are just like oh damn damn, Shane man
2: this was ruining me at the time but now it's just a throwaway anecdote that we're (laughs) we're having over drinks
1: yeah that's uh, (laughs) that's
3: So you bottle it up and talk about it five years later.
2: Yeah. I think that's what, uh, I think I told my therapist that recently. He was like, yeah, you should talk about these when they happen. And I was like, that's crazy.
1: That's so- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need a therapist, dude. Yeah, you got a little <laughs> baronade for yeah. 12 to 24 months. I think Yeah, that, that can't be the way you're acting in real life. <laughs> really? As a therapist, I really think you should not be doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, of course, I was. I was you giving advice to the therapist, and I reflect there, just making sure that's clear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, when they mean it, it's an issue. When they don't mean it, it's not an issue. But of course, you only know whether or not they meant it or not. Did you only know the difference if you have the confrontation? Like, yeah. you, there's no other way to know the difference, right?
2: Yeah, it's all like kind of like theoretical disappointment or feelings or something until you actually have the to have it out and be like okay this is what actually is here kind of thing.
1: Mm, that's when you oh uh, that's that's a crazy way to look at it you don't you don't yeah. even find out you're actually disappointed until the confrontation that's true that's just potential disappointment
3: you're not even confronting your disappointment dude that's a quantum
1: little. state you're both disappointed and not disappointed at the same time yeah until it's observed
3: that's why you gotta walk the night streets
1: that's <laughs> deep,
2: <laughs> that like deep. Of theorems on my wall yeah. <laughs> shit all right yeah it's like when people get anxious about like stuff that won't will or may or may not happen it's like hey just push push the envelope like you gotta the only way to get rid of the anxiety is to have it happen and one of the two things is going to happen but i think the the question of whether or not it's going to the thing you're worried about is going to happen will will ruin you more yeah Mm.
1: all right i think uh i think it's
3: Good. Don't you don't you
1: have to ask your question? Oh, oh thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. So they call you Ace now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I would have been kicking myself. I know. For for a whole week until we did the next person, uh-huh. <laughs> right? So, Shannon, I love asking this question. Thank you so much, Ansley. Yeah. Uh, I love asking this question. Um, in the disappointment section, of course, uh, whether or not you did sports or any sort of performance art. Where there is a disappointment that still lingers in your mind to this day.
2: <laughs> I feel like Shane has some lingers.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: like my whole high school tennis career. Oh, man. I was like just losing uh, all the time.
1: Forgot to make Ainsley guess what sport
2: you played. Oh. Oh, well, there's some been others been you guess. Oh.
1: Well, I think it's pretty obvious from here.
2: After
3: tennis? Yeah, I think so. Um <laughs> uh, did you dabble in soccer
1: well you can't ask it like that just lead in the witness uh, you gotta throw it out there okay, what are you doing okay. she almost got him
3: <laughs> he, did he shook his head <laughs> yeah um, the way you said it I feel like I should be like saying handball and stuff <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow I didn't realize this was going to expose what Ansley thinks about tennis players my hey, bad Shane hey it's okay this, we, we but got, yeah there's please. a lot of stereotypes um, follow that follow your heart
3: oh, were you a runner like uh, a
1: No You did it again You're leading the witness Uh, I would Okay I would say you go Because of tennis Typically tennis players Don't do other sports They just do tennis Typically that is the case But He's saying he did another sport And typically If a tennis player Does another sport Because they don't like Actually doing sports (laughs) So they A lot of times Play baseball Where they can just Chill most of the game That's correct
3: (laughs) nice okay Okay. you know
1: you know bosses i know
2: sports (laughs) (laughs) um oh yeah baseball had a lot of disappointment too you know i forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) put put that away yeah all Uh, right well
1: let's talk about oh wait let's 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 hear a little bit from uh column a and column b
2: uh yeah, tennis is just like you know it's kind of it, it's it's not dissimilar to like like uh, kind of grappling jujitsu stuff. It's just you and the other person going like mano a mano, and there's a lot of mental fortitude it takes. And you know I don't have that. Only
1: <laughs> only similarity by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's like eighty feet of difference between the two <laughs> between the two. Competitors. <laughs> But
2: yeah, I would just like I I was very emotional. I'd yell a lot and scream and like dude, you bang like the fist pumps. No, I never did negative stuff. I'd be like screaming like like uh, come on or stuff like I, you, I watched <laughs> tennis. Were you
1: were you that, were you the type of guy like if somebody hit like an ace on you, you'd be like, well, he probably wanted it more.
2: You give him you give him the little the little hand clap on your racket. Yeah, all right, all, right, all right. But uh, yeah, like one time I like did an ace. Well, it wasn't an ace, could it hit him, but it, it, I did a body serve and I went up his racket and hit his body and broke his sunglasses he was wearing. Ooh. And I was just like, oh hell yeah, like that. I was, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) I was like, oh, man, I won that one, but then I lost the next like six matches. So it was kind of tough.
1: Man, if that happened. If I did that, I, everybody in my life would know that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I've known you this long and this is the first time I'm hearing about I that.
2: I felt bad. I was beating him like six o six o, and I was just like <laughs> and Then you broke his <laughs> I broke his sunglasses too. <laughs> Can we get him on the podcast?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear his uh, biggest disappointment. be successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a wild that's a wild story you should be telling everybody. That yeah. is like People would love knowing that about you. People would be like, oh, well, at least he had that going forward.
2: <laughs> I think I just have a problem only focusing on the negative. So it's like I, I have that one. And then it's like, oh, I remember that time I blew like a 4-1 lead in like the third mm-hmm. set to like this guy I know. And then I get my ass beat. And I'm just like, yeah I think about that one. Yeah, I think did about you, breaking this guy's glasses. Did you glasses. walk away with your glasses? Yeah, I had my glasses. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like a, it's like a video game. That's like a. Uh, you know, like, uh, remember, like, I think it was NFL Blitz where, like, you would hit somebody, their helmet would pop off and stuff. Yeah. Or, or just, yeah, like, yeah. any fighting game where, like, as the fight goes on, like, they're, like, losing parts of their clothes. Like, your yeah. shirts are getting ripped. <laughs> Dude, you gave him a few fatality. <laughs> like, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy.
2: It's
1: that, was the, yeah. that was probably the only tennis fatality of the year.
2: Yeah. That's that and uh, the one time I hit a guy in the, the balls one time. All right, well, that's just a that's classic. A, that's, that's that a was just
1: one. your comedy roots yeah, show. That's a no-no, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. When you play doubles, there's too many people on the court. You know, you got to, it's cluttered. But
1: uh. Yeah. All right, so yeah. what about these baseball disappointments?
2: Um, yeah, so I play catcher, um, and so I'm there for most of the game doing that. I'm involved in all the pitching and stuff, and it's just like you're watching the guys in the field, like, right before your eyes, like, screw up or something, and you're like, all right, and then the pitcher's always a nut job, so you got to go talk to them and be like, hey, man, I know they're sucking, but we're good, right? And then, <laughs> and then it's like have them throw a pitch and then like, you know, you let a pass ball by and all of a sudden the run scores and you're just like, oh no, I'm the problem. <laughs> so it's, like, it's, just, it's like a comedy of errors almost.
1: Were you, were you, how were, how decisive were you at picking the pitches for your pitcher? Or were you just like, get them to the sign like, whatever you want. <laughs> throw whatever you want to throw.
0: Yeah,
2: if, uh, like you can't, do it too much for some pitchers because like they don't have a lot like with that. It, I played it through like middle of high school, so it's like mm-hmm. at that point only like one in three guys has like more than like two pitches or like that good of command or something. So like yeah, I'll do the little, the little signs and I'll move around a bit. But uh yeah, this one guy I would always I'd be like whatever you want, man. And he's he's like he was like our best pitcher. So it's just like yeah, if I'm wrong, just knock me off. I'll do whatever you want. Here you go. Yeah. So <laughs> he's like giving you the signs. <laughs> yeah. you, get, you get When you get outflipped by a pitcher, you're like all right, he's, good. he's like but you better get the strikeout though.
1: Yeah. Six three, six four.
2: Uh, The pitcher? Yeah. Yeah, he was a big dude. Yeah. Yeah. He hit a nasty splitter. Oh, man. I could never block it, and he would get mad at me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> sometimes it would go extra, and it would bounce in front of the plate, and that's when you're kind of screwed, right? You've got to like, dive on the grenade. Yeah. Kind of thing.
1: Wait, block it? What do you mean block? I don't, see, I, I know athletes. I don't know necessarily like, the, de- the, the ins and outs and the nuances and terminology of a sport. I, I don't think I've ever heard that a pitcher is supposed to block something.
2: Oh, no. Like the catcher blocks the pitch so like so uh like the pitch coming in and usually it just zips right into the glove mm-hmm. but sometimes if it's like a breaky pitch it might bounce in the dirt and then you have to block it or else the, like the runners will advance
1: oh uh with your body yeah yeah like yeah. make sure it doesn't stuff. bounce behind you yep. so
2: that catch gotcha. yeah so you just like you're literally like kind of jumping on it and you like smother it no, like it's a yeah like yeah, yeah yeah something
1: cuz so you're like in the middle between, like, the pitcher and the batter, like, block, like, like, no, like, you're just blocking the ball. Yeah, you literally,
2: like, you do, like, a cool slide, and you, like, cover the the five hole, and you just kind of, like, hope it hits me. Ah, uh, you
1: don't have flexible hips.
2: No, my hips are locked up. Yeah. A doctor once called me remarkably uptight when I was... <laughs> <playing>. <laughs>
1: shane please tell me you didn't put that on your application as a child that's probably what the problem was
2: it's like physically i put parentheses physically uptight mentally mentally he'll he'll, you can do whatever you want to him he's not he's not saying nothing
1: if you don't mind i think that's going to be the name of this podcast remarkably uptight it's totally fine i I think about it every day when i'm stretching (laughs) she was
2: so right yeah
1: that's uh all right man this is fun Yes. And uh, we're only at the third chakra. We're yeah. having a good time. All right. So uh, first of all, thank you for sharing all that. Yeah, that is definitely a gut chakra unlocked. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Ace, keep it moving.
3: All right. We're at the heart chakra now. So Shane, mm-hmm. what have you learned from grief?
2: Mm, um, I don't do super good with it. I'd say. Um, I was just getting a, not an argument, a discussion, a passionate discussion about uh, my childhood dog who I still tear up thinking about Mm. and uh (laughs) people being like you gotta get over that and i was like nah he's my my best friend (laughs) uh, yeah when it comes to like adult grief i haven't had that much i guess like three or four i've only been to like three or four funerals or whatever but i'm usually sitting there crying or something and then everybody else is like old and they're like we do this all the time you have to stop crying (laughs) (laughs) like the death is sad like we're all just here what are we doing but usually it'll spur me to do something more fun i'll be like ah. short gotta get out there so it's like a
1: that is a a funny different perspective when you're like a little kid it's like oh my god death is so sad and rare and this is like crazy and then old people are like no death is pretty fucking consistent yeah (laughs) yeah it's like happening all the time yeah you know so
3: good I was going to say, was that um, was that advice coming from your dad? Is your dad not a big like?
2: Um, well, you know, based on my name, we're really Irish. Everything's kind of but bo- bo- uh, bottled up. So yeah. it's like, hey, you know, like like I we've, we've only seen each other cry a couple times. And then it's like, but I'm sure, you know, Italians are out there crying all the time or whatever they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it's really like uh, we don't talk about it much. But it's more like in passing the coach year, So-and-so died. I'm like, oh, man, okay. And then, like, that'll be it. <laughs> we won't yeah. talk about it ever again.
1: Yeah. So what I mean, so what did you? What do you feel like you took away from? Like, what, what did you learn from? Rather, not necessarily just the experience of you experiencing grief, but watching other people experience grief.
2: Um, I think I think you just gotta let it out. Whatever you're feeling, I feel like I spent a lot of years just kind of being like, all right, gotta gotta bury it down, put it back in, and then you. <laughs> I know, easier. Um, I would
1: never expect to hear that from somebody wanna, whose doctor told them they were remarkably <laughs> upset <uptight> You <laughs> want, you don't want to <laughs> hear me angry, Sydney. I, <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody angry. I'm perfectly honest That's with you. True. I'm not one of those people that look at somebody like you and like, I wanna see what he's like angry. Like I don't wanna see what anybody's like. Angry. <laughs> no. No thank you.
2: Um, yeah, it's just like uh, yeah, I think the last couple years it's okay. You should let it out or else you're gonna explode. So Yeah. Gotta do that. How Have,
3: old were you when your dog died?
2: Uh, I was 20,
3: 20, yeah, yeah, but you had had it since. How old is he now? Oh, he's like 25. I'm uh, 29.
2: 29, yeah, Yeah. all right,
1: maybe you should get over it. No, I'm just kidding, kidding. (laughs) that's that's you're just doing the same decade, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, this is very sudden. I got him when I was uh, oh gosh, second grade, first grade.
3: No, oh, well, that's yeah. a dog lived a <laughs> long life. Yeah, it's a yeah he,
2: we had him in grade school, and then uh, he died when I was in college.
3: Wow. But
1: yeah. Maybe the people that are telling you you need to get over it just never experienced love.
2: It's true. Yeah. You can't beat the dog just like coming into your bed in the morning, and then you yeah, get up to go to school, and then he's just like, what, following you out to the door, and then you mm-hmm. come back from school, and he's there at the door looking all excited, and then you sit on the couch and watch movies. It's great.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, hey, what kind of dog?
2: Uh it was a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. It's a very tiny uh little lap dog kind of dog. Mm, nice.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: We're a tiny dog people in my my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh
3: what was the dog's name?
2: Uh Clancy. Clancy.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, we we uh we we sometimes dog sit for a tiny dog. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and, I am not
2: a tiny dog. dog. Is it a yappy tiny dog? Because that's where I draw the line.
1: Well, no, it can be yappy. It's only yappy when its owner first leaves. Okay, but other than that, not gonna lie to you, not a yappy dog. Very sound wise, good, but it's just like it's always right under me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I can't deal with that. Like my dog will like go off and like do adventures and shit in the house. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I might not. You know, I I see my dog. My dog is like, I need some attention. You know, but having a dog constantly under my foot that I can't. I can't do it. I do too many, yeah. I do too much footwork and spin, like spontaneous footwork and spin moves and shit. It like, it yeah. harshes my ability to just have whimsy throughout my day. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, like, you can't just like do a, a spinning kick on a whim. No, the, you can't. <laughs> fucking
1: <dogs>. dog flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, small dogs really fuck up my whimsy. <laughs> Which seems like it wouldn't be the case because they, they seem whimsical. Yeah, in, in yeah. their appearance and stuff. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Shane, thank you for sharing. Uh, uh, and opening up your heart chakra with us. That is an open heart chakra. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ace, let's keep it moving.
3: All right. We're at the throat chakra now. So, Shane, what is a favorite lie you have told or you tell extra karmic points if it's still in your patience?
2: Um, yeah, I have open mic to do. That's what I tell people. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go do an open mic. And they're like, oh, I gotta go do a comedy thing. It's like the perfect excuse for anything. Yeah. And they're like, we know how seriously you take comedy. And I'm like, yeah, or I just wanna sit on the couch and not hang out with anybody right now. I'll tell them I go to open mic and no one's gonna fact check you. No one's gonna get the sign up list.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to put together the profile, like the emotional profile of a person that hears, oh, I can't have an open mic tonight. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad, I'm sorry. It's I people even... <laughs> that aren't in comedy. You could say that yeah. to anybody who
3: doesn't yeah. do comedy and they'd be like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, if I asked you to do something, you told me you were doing. You had an open mic. I'm like, all right, come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. That's yeah. why it's like the perfect why. because, especially as you
2: get older and you're like your late 20s, people are like, oh, we all have to find a hobby because we're not finding fulfillment in work or whatever. And yeah. then, like, if someone's like, yeah, I got pottery class, I'm like, yeah, go for it. Or like, I got, I got to do whatever uh, yoga or something. I'm like, yeah, God bless. But then they hear open mic, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's his thing. And then, <laughs> then, I'm free to just hang out and watch TV.
1: Yeah, I would be like, Shane, why'd you, why'd you say that to me? <laughs> yeah. Why'd you mention an open? mic to me let's go yeah like, i'm driving <laughs> <them>. uh, <laughs> um all right that's a that's a that's a good lie yeah when was yeah. the last time you used it that's obviously a lot that's currently in rotation uh,
3: yes
2: um check my counter probably last week I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> you document your life well it's like <laughs> <I'll-> <laughs> normally people are like oh i don't like the lie or anything it's like well let me look at my spreadsheet i can tell you <laughs> well,
2: like i'll put i have a like a paper calendar like a like a stitch calendar i got if i blow and i just uh, if i have like the shows i do and if i'm going to a concert or i'm going to the game or something and then if there's an empty day i'll just put open my question mark to like encourage myself, <laughs> it's like on the wall. Yeah, huh? just to like tell myself, it's like, oh, I should probably go to the open mic. Yeah. yeah or like, somebody yeah. wanted to grab dinner and I was like, oh, it's like the helium open mic, which you may or may not get on. And I was like, mm. I got to sign up. All right. So may- put me down as a maybe or something. But I was like, I'll probably get on. And then it's a whole thing. But yeah. yeah, it's kind of more like me encouraging myself to go to an open mic. I'll be like, I should do an open mic. I'd rather, I realize I'd rather do an open mic than do whatever they asked me to do.
1: Mm. That's fair. Yeah. that's totally fair. Uh, you should probably yeah. source more fun friends <laughs> 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 like friends are at least more fun than open mic
2: yeah some of the time yeah
1: yeah all right so but yeah thank you for uh sharing you're very currently in rotation Lie. yes that is a throat chakra unlocked yes and uh ace keep all it right. moving
3: we're now to the third eye chakra oh. so we're out of the physical into the metaphysical okay so what is something that you've always thought of as separate but as you're getting older you're learning it's really the same
0: Hmm.
2: Um I guess it's kind of like your dreams. Does that make sense? Like your Well, not yet.
1: But you explain. Right?
2: Like your <laughs> like your long-term aspirations are things like you just they're always they always feel like unreachable or something. But then if you just realize you can like put in the work and do XYZ, they become like more real. So I think I've always had like these things, and I tell people, and they're like, "You could just go do that and like next month." And I was like, "Oh, you know, I didn't think of it." It's always this unreachable thing. But now I'm like, "Oh yeah, you get once you get older." It's like, "Oh yeah, you just do this and that," and all of a sudden, you might cross something off the old to-do dream list. And you
1: don't think this is maybe in a sign of you setting your bars too low? <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not saying this is the case, no, but no, I'm, no. Just, I'm asking an honest question because like. You know, when you're like, oh, I'll never be able to work at Wegmans, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, no,
2: you're, you're yeah. spot on. Like, I just I usually set the bar low because then you can't get uh, disappointed that often. Uh, if you got
1: oh, so actually, what you're <laughs> so your dreams are just goals, is what you're saying, <laughs> <laughs> so they're not separate at all. Um,
2: yeah, a goal without a plan is just a dream, right? Yeah. Uh- yeah, these are all goals. Yeah, goals it sounds way more achievable than dreams. You're right.
0: I gotta, I gotta get my life together. This is this is a productive hour in my life. But I tell you, I'm getting things together. I'm gonna download this episode
2: and never delete it. Uh, tell my therapist we're done. Yeah, 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 I got two JAPROS now. I told you this is gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Shane is the man. Yeah. I love this guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, yes Alright, so, Jake Can you give us an example Of some of your <laughs>
2: Yeah, I got one, I got one yeah. it's, I had, I found When I moved to New York uh, before COVID I had like a like a comedy dream List or whatever, and one of the things <laughs> Was uh perform at Caroline's on Broadway Yeah, and then I was like That'll take years, and then someone's like Here's the booker's email <laughs> <laughs> Then I drafted the email. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Global pandemic shuts down the club. And I was like, all right, dreams gotta wait. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting back to move back to New York. I'm like, is it still the same booker? And they're like, Yeah. And then I see the news, comedy club's closing. (laughs) So I'm like, all right. I was close. I was close on that (laughs) one. Steps were, right. steps were there to be taken.
1: Well, now that it's closed, it's an actual dream. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> like a living nightmare. Yeah. You know? <laughs> ah, yeah. yeah. oh, man.
1: I think that was the funniest telling of getting an email I've ever heard in my life. That was wild. And a good time. Uh, yeah, geez. And a good time. So, dreams and goals. <laughs> <laughs> Actually the same for uh, Shane. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. No Again, yeah. that is a third third, third eye chakra, chakra yeah. unlocked. Yeah. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm a lot of thinking after this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, we we still have a Patreon to go. We didn't even ask you. Do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. You. Um, we, we might be able to fix some of those things on no, the Patreon. Okay. <laughs> thank God. All right. So, uh, Ace keep it moving
3: all right we are to the crown chakra last one last question it's a two-parter what is one thing you can't give up and why and what would giving it up mean
2: I feel like I'm talking about comedy too much on this episode, but yeah, huh? I think about comedy in that regard a lot. Where it's like, oh yeah, it's this dream slash goal I've uh, had. <laughs> but if I if I stop doing it, I've met people who stopped and they're still pretty happy, or they like they reel back and they're still happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, like comedy is both keeping me, but also keep me from happiness, but also it could be very happy. So it's like that's something I think about a lot.
1: Okay, well, what, what would giving up comedy mean to you, or what what do you, what do you think that would look like?
2: Um. You know, just me not going out as much. I think I used comedy a lot to kind of uh, socialize myself because I usually just am a big introvert who stays inside and reads books and stuff. But now I'm like, oh, I go to a show or I go to open mic or something or I don't go to an open mic. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was like I think giving up that would be... more. I'd spend a lot more time by myself probably, which may be not the best thing as you get older. But who knows? I could write the next great American novel, but who am I?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Listen, I think you got it in you. <laughs> I don't see it coming out. Yeah. Right? Unless you, you, actually, I mean McCusker wrote multiple yeah. books Fair while, yeah, yeah, doing
2: comedy. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Shame. It's gotta be more disciplined. Yeah,
1: write a fucking book, dude. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're, you read enough. <laughs> Too
1: much. Yeah. Where, Dude, and that's like, I, I think people who read a lot write the best books yeah like every night somebody will write a book and you read the book and you're i'm like do you read books <laughs> <laughs> you know like i'll read yeah. like you know i'll read people's yeah. like drafts or like first things and i'm just like dude i don't think you read yeah you know what i mean it's like but anyway um <laughs> thank you shane that was it how do you feel buddy uh
2: good yeah i feel uh Learned a lot about myself and about, um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for opening up all my chakras. Hell yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for opening your chakras for us. That was yeah. a, a lot of times yeah. people come here and try to like keep those chakras closed. Really? We We get them open. You open them. Yeah, yeah. I'm we don't have to get them open
2: today. Yeah. People think I never talk a lot and I'm like, I'm an open book. This guy. asked the right questions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know how to
2: ask the right questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And what you guys are going to do now, of course, is come over to the Patreon if you're not a Patron already, only one dollar gets you all of our exclusive content. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's a the camera, which not only includes the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we're going to open up Shane's shadow chakras, but we also do fight commentary and analysis on Anthony's jujitsu matches. And we just did one, yeah. it's recorded and it's being posted a couple days after this comes out. Nice. So, hell yeah. Uh, other than that, thank you guys so much. We love you and we are out.
3: See ya. To Jack Rose To Jack Rose